From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop? It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Church's Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. Radishes, baby wipes, vinyl records, you name it. At Walmart, you can save on almost anything. Now you can save more time by making cash deposits and withdrawals right at checkout. $3.74 service fee and limits apply. Green dot NMLS number 914924 and 908-739. If you're experiencing a medical emergency, don't wait to be seen. Your local neighbor's emergency center has no wait time and is open 24 hours a day, including weekends and holidays. And we're in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, and Cigna. There's nothing more important than your health. So don't wait. To find your nearest neighbors, visit NEC24.com. That's NEC24.com. Hello. And thank you guys for tuning in again to Destiny Talk. So we're almost there. We got one more day tomorrow night and then that'll be the end of our fasting and prayers. And I pray that everyone got a blessing out of this week. That God opened up the windows of heaven and gave you the answers, the results, everything that you are looking for from him this week. Whatever petition you put before him, whatever concerns you may have had that he has now answered you. In a surprising manner, in an unexpected manner, because you didn't put him in a box and say, God, do part of it and then the rest I'll figure it out. But you actually said, do the impossible for me, do the unexpected for me, and I'm going to wait and worship until that time comes. So I am grateful and thankful that you allowed yourselves to grow in God through his power, his word and his Holy Spirit. That we may continue to do this in our lives as we grow in God and get to know him a lot better. And we get to see just how much he really wants to provide for us, even though life may tell us differently. So let's pray right now. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory and we give you honor. Because this week, God, and our fasting and prayers are not even over But you have overwhelmed us, oh God, to our expectations. We're not expecting the things that you have done for this week, oh God. But God, we praise you and we give you glory, oh God. Because the manifestations of everything we ask has come or has partially come or has been encouraged to come. So we thank you right now, God, that you are showing us that you are the God of our salvation, of our creation. We give you praise right now, God, that as tomorrow we end this, we know that you have even more surprises for us.
through your word, O God. We are excited to hear from you. We are excited to worship you. We are excited to pray and get to know you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So tonight we're going <clears> to <throat> begin to talk about the provisions of God. The things that he desire to take care of us and to be the one to just make sure that everything is okay in our lives. So we're going to look at 1 Kings 17, 8 through 16. Or just a little bit. Um, okay, so we're going to go into. First Kings 17. Um, yeah, let's read out. Then the Lord said to Elijah. Go to Zarephath in Sidon and stay there. There is a widow there that I have com- I will command it to take care of you. So Elijah went to Zarephath. He went into the town gate and saw a woman there gathering wood for a fire. She was a widow. Elijah said to her, Would you bring me a small cup of water to drink? And she said, as she was going to get the water, Elijah said, Bring me a piece of bread too, please. The woman answered, I promise you before the Lord your God that I have nothing but a handful of flour in a jar and a little bit of olive oil in a jug. I came here to gather a few pieces of wood for a fire to cook our last meal. My son and I will eat it and then die from hunger. Elijah said to the woman, don't worry. Go home and cook your food as you said. But first, make me a small piece of bread from the flour that you have and bring it to me. Then cook some for yourself and your son. The Lord, the God of Israel, says that jar of flour will never be empty and the jug will always have oil in it. This will continue until the day the Lord of the God of Israel says that that jar of flour will never be empty and the jug will always have oil in it. This will continue until the day the Lord sends rain to the land. So the woman went home and did what Elisha told her to do. And Elisha, the woman, the son had enough food for a long time. The jar of flour and the jug of oil were never empty. This happened as the Lord said through Elisha. So when we begin to look at our life and things are running low, things are running out. We don't have the things that we need. We don't know where the provision is coming from, but we hear the Lord speaking to us. We hear him directing us. And sometimes we hesitate because of the fact that we don't know what God is up to and what he's doing. So we hesitate to do it. We kind of question if we should do it. But this was a man of God that that sold out to God, that trusted God, that believed that God would take care of him under any and all circumstances because he followed God and because he listened to God. And that's what we've been discussing all week is that we have to walk according to his presence, according to his word, according and under the power 
of the Holy Spirit. Because as we do that, the promises have to come because we are dwelling in his presence. We are holding fast to his word. We're repeating it in our spirit and we're holding on to it. So we're actually telling ourselves we're holding accountable the word of God for our lives to take care of us. We're trusting and believing that he is going to do exactly what he said he would do. Even though we don't see it with our natural eye, our spiritual man sees everything. And when we begin to trust that, then it's got to happen. It's going to happen because God will never fail in his word. So the Bible is saying to us that he, God told him to go to the woman and repeat exactly what he told him to say. And the woman, as we would do, if anybody asked us for help in our time of trouble, it would be, you know what, I really would, I, I wish I could help you, but I'm struggling myself. And if I give to you, then that means it's going to be less for me. And and that's how she felt when she told him, when he said, bring me a piece of bread also. And the woman answered, I promise you before the Lord, because I'm going to let you know, I am not lying to you. So I'm going to say this before the Lord that I have nothing. Now, when we speak that word right there, that shuts down every blessing that we could possibly get from God that is promised to us because we are confessing that we have nothing. We don't see it. We don't know what is going to happen, but she redeemed herself when she began to say, I'm going to go and get it. I was just going to make this for me and my son so we could just go ahead and die because I done gave up. I ain't doing it no more. I'm just done. Because if it's going to be this bad all the time, then why am I here? What am I doing? And I know sometimes we feel like that when things become to go back to back to back. We get out of one situation, here goes something else. We get out of that, here's something else. Sometimes they all work in the same day and we and the pressure is just on our back, the tears are rolling, we can't understand why, where is God? Is there a God? You know, why what demon is on me? What witchcraft is on me? We begin to process a whole lot of stuff because we do not understand why. And she said pretty much I'm done she said I can't I'm just gonna get this and I'm gonna go ahead and die me and my son we because we we don't have anything else we have no food we have nobody to go get it from we have no money because we owe it all out this is a reality that every a lot of people are facing right now is where when and how but the man of God said told her to go and cook it. And I know she was walking away shaking her head. But because he said the Lord of Israel, the God of Israel says that when you do this, your jar of flour will never be empty and your jug will always have oil in it. So this right here shows us that obedience is better than sacrifice. Because when we are obedient in our need, God will provide for us. When we stay in his face with it, when we begin to believe that he's going to do it, we hold on to the word of God that he and his word is true and unfailing. 
we have to hold on to God. And hallelujah, it happened. And it says, this will continue until the day of the Lord sends rain to the land. They never ran out. They always had. And that's the place that we want to get to in God, that we trust him so much that we believe his word so much that even though we have a little, we believe that through prayer and living right before the Lord and communing with him and being in his presence, that it is going to bring the results of manifestations and encounters in our life that God himself will do. But we have to first get to that place in God. How do we get to that place in God? Giving it all to him. And I know that's hard because day or two, you could be put out of your apartment. A day or two, they could be repossessing your, your car. In a day or two, you could they projected that maybe you won't um, live long. So I get the fact that it's pressure believing these things. It's pressure on your mind to to want to know the who what when where and the results of what you're going through but God is telling us that when we trust in him when we hold on to his unfailing hand when we come to him in prayer crying out to him telling him what's going on even though he already know he wants us to pour it out to him not to our neighbor, not to our cousins, not to the bank, all of that. He just wants to sit down with us and we tell him the story. Even though he's right there and he heard the whole conversation, he wants us to come to him and say, God, I know you heard the conversation, but I'm going to repeat it back to you because I'm just gathering up some sticks where I'm just going to go ahead and die. So before I do that, I'm going to bring this to you and see what you can do with this. Because in my eyes, it is just not going to happen. But God, let's see what your words say that you are going to do about this situation. Because I know what you've said, but I need the manifestation. I need the encounter of what you've said to me. So... We sit down and we pour it all out to him. Tears just rolling. We're crying so hard we can't even breathe because this is a very vital situation that we're going through. And we need an answer like now, now, now from God. You know, and every avenue we've taken is closed. So what do we do, God? I'm giving it all to you because I have nothing else left. The woman had nothing else left to do. In her mind, it was just death. We just going to go ahead and call it today. And the man of God came right in the nick of time. How do we, how are we not going to believe that God could come in the nick of time? Because we put him in a box. And if he don't come by the time everything's supposed to happen, then we give up. We stop praying. We just start crying. And we just start asking why. But you have to fight even the day of. Because you don't know what God has planned. That day she was just going to give up and die. But soon as she made that decision, God made a way for her. 
And that's what he'll do for us. He will make a way even the day of. And bring us out. Bring us peace. Bring us comfort. Bring us protection. But we have to get to a place of trust in God. Ha! A place in God of trust and believe. So I don't know what you're going through today. But we have to get to that place. Because even me, these prayers are even helping me. Because I had some vital stuff that needed to be done within seven days. And I said to God, I'm going to go and I'm going to do a fast and I'm going to do some praying. Because I know what your words say, but I need the manifestation of your word. So I went on this fast and I'm going through with you right now. And I tell you what, God has done some things that I'm I'm at in awe of. I'm like, huh, what? And someone came to me and they were like, you know what? This is what you need to do. Because I prayed for that favor. I said, God, just like you gave that favor to Joseph with the king. I need to go into this office and have favor. And sure enough, I was given favor and I was given advice on what to do and it actually worked. So I'm thanking God every hour. (laughs) I'm saying thank you for making a way out of absolutely no way. Absolutely. I didn't want to give up, but then a part of me wanted to give up and say, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and gather up and uh, yeah, we, we're going to be done with this. We're going to call this one. But my spirit man kept saying to me, hold on, just hold on. And it was a voice that was calm. It wasn't like, girl, hold on. It was a small voice that just kept telling me to hold on. You don't even have to cry about it. Just hold on. So I said, God, if I perish, I'm going to perish. But I'm going to trust you during this. And in the process of trusting and just praying and keeping my mind on him, no negativity, no what ifs, nothing. I just kept focusing on the word of God and I kept speaking in my heavenly language or tongues. And, and I, the more I did that, the more my spirit man was strengthened and the more I was able to focus because that negativity wasn't able to get in the way that it would usually get in. So I see the maturity that has happened in me according to the word of God and and the focus that I have on Christ and the ability to do the impossible in my life. And, um, And it was more than one situation, you know. Another one was a job interview. And I was like, wow, I haven't heard back, but the interview went well. And the Lord kept saying, what did I tell you when you walked out of the building? I said, you told me I got the job. And he says, well, why are you still wondering if you have the job? Or why do you still question? Like, they haven't called, so maybe this and maybe that. And the Holy Spirit just kept talking to me about it. Why are you second guessing what I've already done? And so I'm like, okay, you know what? You're right. And so I put my mind back in check. And I begin to speak the word of God over it and rebuke that negativity that was coming in my mind. Because once God speak, it's amen. And we sing that song. Let the church say amen. Because God has spoken. So who am I to second guess what God, the creator? 
of what he's doing for my life and my destiny. So I'm holding on to what God has promised me, you know, and then I had another, I had all this going on during this time of prayer, you know, where I had a situation on a job and I'm like, you know what, God, I'm, I'm tired of people thinking they can take advantage of you and just do stupid stuff, you know, while you're putting everything you have into a job. And I got the call today and said, you know what, we've sided with you and this is what we're going to do, you know, to do a reinstate everything. So I'm like, you know what, God, thank you. Because what was done was not fair and he said he would contend with those that contend with you so he came in and took care of that for me so that was my three issues that I was having this week and I needed to keep my mind from getting into uh depression or getting into fear getting into just wandering off somewhere you know how you'll sit there sometimes in your car or in the room and you just look at stuff you don't even know what you're looking at you don't because you're not focused on what is actually in front of you you're actually focused on what you're going through but you're just sitting there just sit you don't even know what to say to yourself and that's how this lady was she was at that place where she just was like huh <laughs> you know you don't have any answer you just go huh I don't even, <laughs> you know and you may be at work and you messing up stuff because your mind is on the situation, but you're actually moving and working, but you're not present on your job because you're present somewhere else. And God wants us to get out of that being not being present where we're at, but our mind is wandering into our personal life while we're doing other things. But when we begin to trust God for what he is going to do in our lives, we're at peace and we're focusing on the outcome of the impossible that God has already promised us. So he's already spoken. He's already told you your answer. Hold on to it. But you got to stay in his word because negativity will come and try to snatch that promise away from you. And then you'll look at God and say, but you promised me. Why didn't it manifest? But you spoke to me. Why didn't it show up? Because you were battling with your mind on that blessing. It has to be a clear pathway for that blessing to come through in your mind to manifest in the present. So we have to take control, which is what God has given us, is to take control of these situations so that we can begin to get the manifestations of what he has promised us. And I thank God for it. You know, because there's a lot going on in this world and a lot going on in our own daily lives, you know, and we don't talk about it to other people because they'll make it worse. Ooh, girl, what you going through all that? But just when I thought my problems were bad, you know, you don't feel good after people tell you stuff like that. It's like, wow, really? (laughs) You know, you don't want to rejoice because somebody else is going through something worse than you, but you look at daily lives and you're like, wow, just when I thought it was just me, you begin to realize that the devil is attacking everybody. Some people are using credit cards so that way it look like they're still prospering. Some people just don't have it. Everybody has their own story that they're going through right now as darkness is continuously trying to take over territories and add poverty to everyone's life so they can continue to struggle and can't meet the needs of their daily lives. But when we begin to empty ourselves before the Lord 
and get to a place of trust for the impossible, then God will definitely come to pass and do those things for us. But it's a, it's a hold on because you have been in that mindset so long of give up or of just stop trying, don't pray anymore. That was a regular mindset. So now you're trying to refocus that mind on, on Christ and it's a mental battle. You're going back and forth, back and forth. Oh, should I be negative? Should I be positive? Should I listen to someone? Should I ask someone? You know, and you're constantly battling in the mind. But as you begin to allow the word of God to come and take over, to come and renew your mind daily with the word of God, you will begin to see the result that you're looking for just as this woman had to see her results by changing. She says, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to cook this food and I'm going to do it. We dine anyway, so why not? But when the results came back because of her obedience, she didn't have too much faith, but she did have obedience. And when she did that, life was rejuvenated. God lifted her in that moment and put speed into her life to restore her. And she was able to do so many things after that prosperity came into her life. And it's it's not like God doesn't want to do it for us the same way he did for her. But you got to hold on until that very, very, very last moment. You cannot waver in your faith. You got to believe to that last moment. And sometimes you're going to want to cry and say, you know what? But God is saying, don't, no, don't do that. Hold on. Because you can give just one word to negativity and it will try to blow up and cover the whole process of what God is trying to get. And then you'll come out of it a lot stronger and a lot better. So when it's presented again, you're like, oh, I know what to do. I already know. Let's let's go. We're we going on a fast. We're going into prayer. I don't know. Whatever God calls you to do at that moment because it's going to be different. You know, he's not going to continuously use the same process to get you out of, you know, different areas, but he'll tell you how to get out of things and he'll reveal himself in that situation because each process is a growing process. It's a destiny process. So it's not like God just want to sit around and torture us because he don't have nothing else to do with his, you know, but he actually wants us to grow. And he knows where our weaknesses are. And if it's in faith, then guess what? He's going to put some things there to allow that faith to grow. And he'll always grab us before we go too deep in like he did with the woman. He grabbed her right before her giving up, right before her planning her own death. Well, even her son's death. But we have to begin to trust in the Lord. We have to trust him. And lean not unto our own understanding, but constantly following his ways, constantly seeking his ways. And and it's not, he can't tell you it's going to be easy because you're battling with a flesh. You're battling with generational of decision making that you have done. And now he wants to take that process away from you and give you his process of how answers come and how miracles come and impossible situations come. We have to hold on. We have to hold on in this day and time because God is here. You know, even though you feel like you don't see him, you don't hear him and you flip channels trying to look for 
a word you're you're skipping and should YouTube or whatever you can find to get a word and he's letting us know the word is right here in us growing so you can get a word by just reading by praying you know if you don't have someone that speaks into your life or whatever there's always a way to find out what God is saying in your life. And I just really appreciate and thank God this week because he's shown me a new thing that I didn't really participate in when it came to fasting and praying. But this time I really dedicated myself because I'm like, I cannot continue to allow the devil to take take and take and the crazy thing is while I'm sleeping he will show me that he's going to take it by the time I wake up and that's what irritated me and I would wake up and say to God why am I dreaming that I'm running from the devil and we would I would be running and I'm out running him and and then as soon as I think I'm done here he come popping through a wall or coming out of the floor so that let me know supernaturally I cannot run from the devil god is the one that takes care of the devil i keep running and running and running so that let me know that something in my life he had access to and i was like god but i serve you how am i running from the devil when i should only have to call your name and the devil will leave me alone and he will flee what is in my life that is allowing the devil to keep running after me. And I'm just running more like I'm the fastest person in the world kind of run. And he would just come right up and, and meet me in a spot where I thought I had, you know, overcome. So I had to go into prayer. I had to go into the word of God to figure out why. Because I don't want to run from the devil. I want to speak the word of God. And he, he flees from me. So I finally got into that place. After much fasting, after much studying, I finally got to a place where now my dreams are. I stand still and I just begin to spit out the word of God to him. And I do it with force. I do it with power. And he now leave. And I rejoice for getting to that place because for me, that was showing that God was not strong in my life the way that I thought that he was. Um... Because the dream wasn't agreeing with what the word of God says as far as the power that I have over the enemy through him, through his spirit. So there's a lot of things that we take for granted when we, you know, are out and about thinking about things or we're just casually doing things that the enemy is really right there present and we don't see him spiritually so we have to always go into the presence of God to see where the enemy is and God will let you know. And I was like, why is he always in my finances? Because I would have these dreams, my actual purse. <laughs> I, I was sitting in a, uh, a train one day and he just walked up, grabbed my purse and went in it, got my wallet out and he left. And I'm like, God, what's going on? And I would wake up and have a conversation with God and I'd be like, why is the devil taking my money? And then I'd wake up for the week and I'm struggling to try to get things done. And I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this, God? Because I could just give up like the woman did 
and just say, you know what, this battle is not mine. I, I, I don't even understand what I'm, what I'm doing. Why he can just come up in my purse and just take my money. And then I'm short when I get paid. It's like I never got paid. So God began to reveal to me how he feel like he has a right to my money, whether it be through tithing, misusing my money, whether it be through a curse, witchcraft, you know, whatever it was, God had me to deal with that. And so now I don't have those dreams where he's constantly taking from me, you know, so as I continue to ask God to expose the issues that are going on in my life, you know, through the devil, and he would show me, God would actually show me where the devil was at. And I'm like, okay, so how do I deal with this? What am I supposed to do through this? And we have to weaken our flesh in order for God to help us deal with where the enemy is in our life. We have to weaken the flesh. Um, And the more the flesh is weakened, the more the spirit man can grow. So these are the things that we are learning this week as we focus on God and the kingdom of God and his people. And it also gets you closer to your destiny because when you go into destiny, you're going into the, uh, fighting the enemy. Destiny is like, um, doing the work of God completely with no hindrances in your life. So he's constantly showing you things to help that die. You are constantly dying as God show you things that flesh has to go because there are hindrances and there are blockage that's keeping you from destiny. You know, and we always cry out to God saying, you know, you're not showing me my destiny. You're not talking to me about my next move. You're not showing me, you know, all the things that you have promised in according to my destiny. But it's not that it's like he has to take everything through a process of purging to get you to destiny because destiny is where you're probably going to meet a lot more stronger enemies, you know, so you have to make sure or God has to make sure we are ready because the more you get into destiny, the more slicker enemies you're going to meet, the more um, angels of light faking demons you're going to meet to where he wants you to understand when you meet someone that is presented to you as a godly person you will be able to see spiritually that that is not of God what this person is carrying but if you jump straight into destiny you're going to fall back real quick because you're not prepared spiritually to discern what is really going on because it's a higher level of demons than the ones that you're used to. So that process don't knock the process of how God is training you because he has to get you prepared for the stronger, bigger, I'm not going anywhere demons, you know, and we have those in the lower level, but God will show you, okay, this this is what you need to do. But the stronger and the longer the demon has been there, it's more of a, a real battle and warfare that you have to deal with. So never knock the process of what God is taking you through until he tells you it's now time. Until he tells you you are now ready to go into your destiny. And, you know, instead of trying to rush the process. So when God sends that help to you, when he begins to send people your way that when you are down and out, and feeling like it's over, he'll send that encouraging word. He'll send that person there that will help you get over and get to the next level, get to where you need to be in life. 
So we got one more day, one more night of this. And we're going to close it out knowing that God has really done something in your life this week. Knowing that God has healed you. He has provided for you. He has protected you. He has had conversations with you now. And we are going to continue to just trust and believe that God has a promise for our lives. And he's not going to leave us nor forsake us. And we also want to pray for people who have a personality disorder. I'm hearing a lot of that on um, different platforms of people who have personality disorders um, and they call them narcissists. So my research going from this week going into the next week is understanding the personality dis- disorder and how the demons have them in that state of mind because people are saying that oh they can't be helped you know that demon has them and that demon is not going to go but that's not the word of God so I'm just going in to pray to God and ask him you know for revelation on the narcissist or the personality disorder because everybody can be saved from any demon you know it's a curseless curse it is um power that God has given us Jesus has given us so everybody can be delivered from whatever it is as long as there's a willing vessel God is able so that would be my next step is going into that to see how God wants to free them and commit their souls and lives back to him so as I go through that I am praying that I see release in people's lives so I thank you again Praise God for all the answers that we've received. Praise God for all the blessings and protection he has given us through this fasting and praying. And um, we just thank him. Father, we thank you right now. We have acknowledged you through everything that we have going through this week. We have gotten the answers and the results that you have promised us. We have gotten insight. We have gotten revelation. And we have learned how to communicate to you during this week, oh God. And we thank you for opening heaven to us so that we may learn of you and get to know who you are. We thank you right now, oh God, that we take this experience with us for the rest of our lives as to how to talk to you, how to get answers, how to pray, you know, and our impossible expectations that we have for you and not putting you in a box. So we give you praise, we give you glory and honor right now, oh God, that every demonic force coming against us right now, we rebuke and cast it out now in Jesus' name. Every anti-marriage, every anti-getting um, pregnant, barrenness, I mean, anything about that, God, we just rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. We will have children. We will get married. We will live for you, God. No enemy can ever take the love that we have for you away from us, oh God. As we continue to learn of you, God, nobody can take you away from us, God, because we love you. We are in love with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good night. When you're having a medical emergency, the last thing you need is to be stuck in a crowded waiting room. You can be seen now at your local neighbor's emergency center. We're in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, and Cigna, and open 24-7, including weekends and holidays. 
find your nearest neighbors at NEC24.com. That's NEC24.com. Cleaning your fuel system can make your car run better and improve gas mileage. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up a bottle of Chevron Tecron fuel system cleaner and add it to your tank during your next fill-up. On sale now. Buy one, get one free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by and talk to our professional parts people today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Ah, nothing beats grilling on a Sunday afternoon. Oh man, will you look at that? John finally did it. He got a Skag Tiger Cat 2 zero-turn mower. There's no mistake in that cat's eye gold color. Durable, tough as nails, tubular steel frame. Comfy, thick cushion suspension seat. Powerful engine. <coughs> well, I hope the kids like their burgers well done. The moment you know you want a Skag. Visit skag.com to find out why Skag mowers are simply the best.